Welcome to Creativity Boost with your host, Iridafe Owalabi, your guide on this transformative journey. We're here to help people with dreams and ideas of becoming something more, but don't know how, why, where, or when to push out their brainchild in the form of a song, book, an app, a business, a brand, a movement, or something valuable. So if you don't want to go to the grave with that idea still in your head, then this is the podcast you've been waiting for. Did you ever think that God is going to take account and require you to give account of how you manifested your creativity, how you deployed the gifts, talents, ideas, abilities, and potential that he has deposited on the inside of you? Are you aware that on the last day, God is going to ask you about how you manifested your creativity when you were alive? Now, I know this may sound shocking or come off as scary, but in this podcast, I'm going to show you exactly why creativity is important in your life and in your death. So stick with me and don't go nowhere. Now, welcome to episode four of Creativity Boost podcast. I remain your host, Iredafe Oolabi. In today's podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you four reasons why creativity is important for you in life and in death. Two of these reasons is going to show you the importance of creativity in your life. And then the other two is going to show you the importance of creativity in your death. So if you are a fan of scary movies, then this is something that's going to really interest you. So stick with me and don't touch the dial. It's so fascinating and so amazing how many people go to their graves every day. Hundreds of thousands and even millions of people go to their graves every blessed day with their ideas, with their talents, with their gifts, with their skills untapped, unharnessed, and unmanifested. Many Christians, many believers go to their graves without ever scratching the surface of their creativity. Now, before I move further, I'd like to lay foundation that creativity is a phenomenon that came from God. God is so concerned about creativity that the first chance he got to introduce himself to the world, he introduced himself as the creativity God. That's why in the very first verse of the very first chapter of the very first book in the Bible, God introduced himself as a creativity God. The Bible says in the beginning, God displayed his creativity now when you meet someone you care about and you first introduce yourself to that person you most likely would introduce yourself to the person using a quality that you believe will be more attractive to that person so when god first introduced himself to mankind the very first quality that he introduced himself with was creativity now god is many things to us god is love god is kind god is powerful God is omnipotent, he's omnipresent, but ultimately, when God wanted to introduce himself to humanity, he first introduced himself as a creativity God. Now, when God created man, in the book of Genesis 1 verse 28, the Bible says that God blessed him and God said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, have dominion. God was imparting creativity into man with his words. Every manufacturer creates a product with an intention in mind, and when that product is created, that manufacturer would test the product to be sure that that product performs the way it was intended to perform. 
And so after God blessed man, the Bible talks about how God brought man into the garden and he gave him work to do. God told man to dress it and keep it. In other words, God was telling man to engage his problem-solving skills which he had built into him when he formed him. God did not stop there. God brought the animals before man and God told Adam to name the animals. Adam had never taken any course. He had not gotten any certifications on animal naming, but God brought the animals before him and asked Adam to name those animals. Now, the reason I'm laying out this foundation is because I want you to really understand why creativity is so important in your life and in your death. Why creativity is so important to God and why you must absolutely manifest your creativity. The purpose of Creativity Boost is to help everyone who listens to go from idea, talent, skill and potential to tangible creation or profitable solutions. And so I want to make sure that you have this foundation so that when we go into the advanced aspects of creativity like design thinking, innovation, problem solving, you will have the relevant foundation that will help you really, really dial in your creativity and manifest your gifts, skills and talent in your own creative space. What would it be like if God asked you, what did you do with your gifts, skills, talent or idea don't be surprised if on the last day god asks you what did you do with that book i inspired you to write or god asks you something like what did you do with the business that i moved you to start that i provided you with resources to start and you'll be like oh what resources what business i, I spent all the money i had i didn't i didn't have any capital so i didn't start any business but god is going to be asking you all of these questions and don't take my word for it i'm going to show you through scriptures why I believe that this is so. So today we are going to talk about four reasons why creativity is very important in life and in death. Number one, your purpose in life is directly connected to your creativity. Now Ephesians 2 verse 10 says that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which he had ordained beforehand that we should walk in them. Now that scripture is a very loaded scripture and I would like to unpack some insights that that scripture contains so that you understand what I mean when I say your purpose is directly connected to your creativity. Now the word workmanship in that verse means product of fabrication. So when God says you are his workmanship, he's in essence saying you are his fabrication, you are his production. So God produced you for a purpose. No creator, no manufacturer, no producer produces anything without a purpose. When the Apple company launches a product, they are doing so with an intention. They have a motive and that motive is what motivates them to create that product. So when God created you, he created you and fabricated you with an intention. And the intention he had is that he wanted you to perform good works at the end of the day. Now the word works in Ephesians 2 verse 10 actually comes from a Greek word, ergon. And that word means a business, an occupation, an enterprise, anything your hand finds to do, anything that you are occupied with. So in essence, when Paul was saying that you are God's workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus unto good works, he was saying that you are God's fabrication. And by extension, Paul was saying you have been fabricated, you have been produced, you have been created, you have been made, you have been formed to do good works. Now that word works also means a product. It also means anything that is done by art or by hand. And it says that God has ordained this for you to walk in them. Now that word walk 
actually means to make good use of opportunities. So there are businesses that God has ordained for you to work in. In other words, God has ordained for you to take advantage of the opportunities by manifesting your creativity in that business that he has inspired you to create or in that song that he has moved you to sing or in that piece of art that he has inspired you to draw or paint or in that book that he has moved in you to write. Now, if you end up not writing that book, singing that song, starting that business, creating that product that God has ordained for you to take advantage of, by manifesting your creativity then it means you're not fulfilling your purpose because that's the intention that's the motive behind your creation and fabrication now this takes me to the second point about why creativity is important in life and in death your visibility is directly connected to your creativity so the extent to which you manifest your creativity actually goes a long way to determine how visible you will be how influential you will be, and how much impact you will be able to make in your sphere of influence and in your creative space. What do I mean by this? In the book of Matthew 5 verse 16, Jesus was speaking and he said, Let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and give glory to your Father which is in heaven. So Jesus Christ was teaching and he made it clear that he wants you to shine. He wants you to show forth. He wants you to manifest your light. Now, what does it mean to manifest your light? He explained that he wants your light to be made manifest through your good works. And that word, egon, is the same word that was used for works in Matthew 5 verse 16. The same word used in Ephesians 2 verse 10 was the same word that Jesus Christ used when he said, Let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and give glory to the Father in heaven. Jesus Christ was actually saying something really instructive because the word good in that scripture also means beautiful elegant work excellent work something of high quality so jesus was saying let your light so shine he was actually saying let your light shine with such intensity that it will become irresistible so god's dream for you is that you become irresistible you become so visible that you are irresistible now there are people who are visible but resistible visible but avoidable because the value they bring to the market can be duplicated but there are some people whose visibility cannot be resisted cannot be neglected cannot be overlooked because they bring so much to the table now this is the level god wants you to operate in in manifesting your creativity such that your visibility becomes irresistible now why is god interested in this he says so that men will see your good works men will see the good businesses that you have created the beautiful pieces of art that you've created, the great inventions that you've brought about, the great products that you've created. And then when they see the excellence that is displayed in those creations that were made through you or by you, they would have no choice but to give glory to God. Now, that is kingdom influence. God made you creative so that you can influence with the excellence of your creation and your creativity. So when you manifest your creativity, you get visibility And when your visibility becomes irresistible, the people who are compelled by your visibility and attracted to your manifested gift, talent, and skill will have no choice but to be drawn to God, to be drawn to the Father, and give glory to the Father on your account. And history is replete with many individuals who were so excellent that they brought attention to God, they brought glory to God through their creativity, through their innovation, 
through their problem-solving skills. And I'll give you an example of one of these. The man, Judge Washington Carver, was a man who became an inventor. He discovered 300 inventions from the peanuts. And when he discovered this, he became a phenomenon. He became an enigma. And one day, a highly ranked political official in the U.S. asked him, how did you come about this? How did you come about the peanut discovering over 300 inventions from the peanut? And he said, I, I found it from an old book. And he said, what old book? And he said, the Bible. And then the man was you know, taken aback and was like, does the Bible talk about peanuts? And he said, no, the Bible talks about the God that made the peanuts. Now, that was a powerful opportunity that this man had to influence high-ranking personnel and influence in different stratas of society by virtue of displaying and manifesting his creativity because he had become visible. And he became visible by deploying his gifts, talents, ideas, and skills. Now, I want you to say this after me. I refuse to bury my gifts, skills, talents, and I choose to manifest my creativity. I'm visible and I'm seen by all those who I am called to serve and influence for the kingdom of God. Now, thank you for saying that with me. The next point I'm going to give you as to why creativity is important in your life and in your death is this. Your accountability is directly connected to your creativity. And I will explain what I mean by this by making reference to the book of Matthew 25 verse 14. Now, in the book of Matthew, Jesus Christ was giving some of his very, very critical teachings before he was going to be crucified. So, if you study the book of Matthew 24 and 25, you will see that there was a very high degree of seriousness and importance in the messages that Jesus Christ was giving out to his disciples. Now, if you also study the structure of the messages in the book of Matthew chapter 24 and chapter 25, you would observe something. And what you would observe is that Jesus Christ was talking about the end times. Everything that Jesus said in Matthew 24 and 25 were about the events that will surround the end time and also the events that will surround judgment and the events that will surround the rapture. Now, the reason why I lay that foundation is this. In the book of Matthew 25 verse 14, Jesus gave a parable and he said, The kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country. And then this man gave talents to his servants. He gave five talents to one. He gave two talents to the other one. And then he gave one talent to the other one. And then the Bible says something really interesting. It says he gave it to them according to their several abilities. So the man in the parable gave talents to the different servants according to their ability. This speaks of how that people are creative on different levels. People have ideas, gifts, and talents on different levels and in different areas according to their different abilities. And so that's why it doesn't make sense to compare your creative capacity and creative ability because you're unique in your own makeup. And that's how God designed it because God deposited a bit of himself in you and in every other person that he has created. Now, when that man came back from his journey, the Bible records that the servant that was given five talents had already done business and he had made profit. So he came back with five more talents the one who had two talents doubled what he had, but the one who had one talent, he went and he hid his talent. And then he told the master, I said, I was afraid of you because I know you are a wicked man. Now, there's so many things to say about this scripture that I've just spoken to you about, which is Matthew 25 from verse 14, if you read that down to verse 30. But I'm just going to pick out a few points to buttress what I'm trying to pass across to you. 
Remember that the chronology of Matthew 24 and 25 and the structure speaks of what is going to happen in the end times, in the rapture, and even in judgment. Now, the way that parable is presented, it is clear that Jesus Christ is trying to tell us something. He's trying to tell us that he's going to be asking us to give account of what we did with the talent that he gave to us. Now, if you study the book of Luke chapter 19 from verse 11, you would also see something similar where Jesus Christ gave a similar parable about a nobleman who was going to go to a far country to receive a kingdom and he gave his servant 10 pounds. And then when he came back, he asked them to give account of how they had used the gifts and the talent that he had given to them. Now, in the parable that I've talked about, the talent actually meant money and the pounds actually meant money. However, just like parables are, lots of symbolisms can be found in the use of talents. Now, we can see that just the way that man gave talent to the different servants according to their several abilities, God has also given you and I gifts skills ideas and talents according to our several abilities and interests and the truth of the matter is that on the last day when we appear before our maker we're going to be asked how we use these talents that were given to us now what do you want to tell him when you meet him you want to tell him oh i did not have any capital or you want to give an excuse like oh there was nobody to encourage me because i was discouraged or do you want to say something like, oh, I was frustrated because nobody celebrated my efforts? No, you want to be able to give account of how you applied yourself and how you were able to at least deploy and manifest your creativity. Now, the fourth reason why your creativity is important in life and in death is this. Your rewardability is tied to your creativity. Now, if you read the book of 1 Corinthians 3 from verse 10, I'm going to read it to you here and I want you to pay close attention so that we can draw out some inspiration from these verses. Now, 1 Corinthians 3 verse 10 says, According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builded thereon, but let every man take heed how he builded thereupon. Verse 11, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, verse 13, it says, Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he had built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. So you see that your rewardability is tied to the works that you do when you are alive. Your rewardability when you are dead is tied to the efficacy and the quality, the type and the kind and the excellence of your work. Now, maybe they have, but I've just never heard anyone speak about this scripture in this light. Your work will be tried. And the word work there actually comes from the Greek word ergon. And like I said before earlier, ergon means business, occupation, employment. It means something that you are occupied at doing, something that you do with your hand, with your mind's activity. So when Paul was saying that your work will be tried, he was saying that everything that you do in a bid to display the gifts, skills, and talents that you possess will be tried. And what will be the benchmark when it's being tried? The quality and the excellence, what sort it is, Will be tried because at the end of the day the purpose why god has graced you with the gifts skills 
talent and whatnot that he has blessed you with is so that you can attract people to him. It's so that when you display and manifest your light, when you shine your light, people will be so compelled to give glory to God. They'll be so attracted by your light that they will have no choice but to give glory to God and to come into his presence. Now, this brings me to the question, are you going to go to the grave or the cemetery with your gifts, ideas, talents, and skills unharnessed, untapped, or unmanifested? Or you are going to manifest your creativity now that you have the chance? If you're going to manifest your creativity now that you have the chance, I want you to say this with me. I'm going to manifest my creativity while I'm alive. I refuse to take my gifts, skills, talents, and ideas to the grave without deploying and releasing my potential for the world to see the light and give glory to God. Now, thank you for saying that with me. I'm going to leave you with an exercise today. And that exercise is this. What is that gift, skill, idea, talent, or plan that you have in your head that you are yet to produce or manifest? Now, that's number one. Number two is what are you going to do to birth that brainchild? What are you going to do now? What are you going to start doing now to birth that brainchild? Those are the two questions I have for you in today's exercise. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to give you a recap of what we talked about today before we go. We talked about four reasons why creativity and innovation is important in life and in death. Number one, your purpose is directly connected to your creativity. Number two, your visibility is directly connected to your creativity. Number three, your accountability is directly connected to your creativity. And then number four, your rewardability is directly connected to your creativity. That does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining. I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast or hit the follow button on whatever platform you're listening to this. I also want to encourage you to drop me a review or drop a comment in the comment section so that more people can be reached with this message and have their creativity activated and reignited for exploits. Thank you so much once again and see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. We are so thrilled to present to you Creativity Boost, an immersive journey designed to extract your superpowers, enhance your creative capacity, and empower you to master the business of your creativity. Don't miss an episode. We release new content every other Tuesday. Subscribe now and embark on this creativity adventure with us.